Welcome to the Mindset Evolution Podcast, powered by Self-Recoding, world-class consulting and coaching services that you can access at selfrecoding.com. Self-Recoding is a unique blend of neuro-healing modalities that will empower you to reach your full potential. Join thousands of others who have experienced rapid results in their journey of personal growth. Now enjoy our show where we bring you tools for a powerful mind with your hosts, Kathy Tate and Daisy Pup. And hello, everybody, and welcome to Season 9 of Bold and Blonde Mindset Evolution, the podcast that gives you tools for a powerful mind. We are super stoked to be here on video now as well as audio. So if you haven't heard about that yet, you can find us by searching Bold and Blonde Podcast. I have an excellent episode up my sleeve for us today. Daisy, are you ready? I'm totally ready and welcome season nine. How far we've come. How far indeed. Well, today I thought in honor of adding video to our catalog, we would do an episode on body language. Let's do that because I think it is very important to understand body language to a degree Nevertheless, we keep it in a way that those who listen audio only also get the full value. Absolutely, 100%. So yeah, body language I found quite fascinating. I've learned about it over the years. It's always touched on in any kind of communication subject that I've learned at our colleges or universities. I've been to both over here. And so they give you the basics and You can use them to help, I guess, give you uh, visual cues on how somebody is reacting or how they're feeling. And I find that very interesting that we're able to do that. And I do believe, I don't know the percentage, but I do believe that a large part of our communication is, without us thinking about it, visual and uses body language cues. Mm. Yes, actually, it's 7% verbal only. It's 38% tone. And it's 55% body language and gestures. Wow. Yeah. That's even bigger than I thought. Amazing. So let's run through some of them. So people will know the basics. Crossed arms means you're a bit closed off. And facial expressions obviously give a lot of way. What are some of the ones maybe people haven't heard about? Well, I think it is a good idea to understand within body language that it is absolutely not the way how we think it is. And the reason why I bring this up is that, interestingly, Richard Bandler, one of the fathers of neuro-linguistic programming, he made a very good explanation on it on stage And he was sitting with crossed arms and crossed legs and he was presenting himself as if he was absolutely not interested. And the presenter, actually, then mentioned, yes, well, but you're so close, Richard. This is not going to work. And he says, are you trying to tell me that because I'm crossing my arms and my legs that now my brain is closed as well? Big question mark. And of course, the audience found it very humorous. And so do I. So that doesn't close up any parts and pieces in our minds. It is just maybe sharing that, okay, this is more comfortable for me to sit like that. I crisscross my legs very often. Even now that I'm sitting, I have my legs crossed. Does that mean I'm not open for a conversation with you? Absolutely not. 
it takes much more for me not being open to a conversation with you. And then there are the great players. They can show you that they're so interested and so intrigued in what you're saying just to lead you or mislead you. So I do not think that it is so important in this regard. What can it mean? Of course, there are big studies out what certain body languages may or may not mean. I think it is much more important for us as a hint how we communicate nowadays most often. And is it not the case that we are communicating lots via email and messaging systems that may be text message or other, I'd say, devices and platforms? Most of it is really just written pixels on a screen. And then we give meaning to it and the miscommunication increases just absolutely exponentially. Therefore, I suggest at least send one another voice messages because in the tone, there's so much information in it. It's like I would never conduct a session with a client of mine over text message unless absolutely there's no other way around and it's urgent. Yeah, because in the tone, there's so much information. And then, of course, I prefer video conferencing systems because I can see them as well. And I give you an example. When we look at physiology overall, when we want to change the state we are in, let's say I'm having an issue or I face a challenge and I'm not a happy camper. And that's absolutely possible. It's part of life. Now, the fastest way to change my state is change my physiology, meaning I get up and do jumping jacks. I seriously do that. Or I just stand up and walk a few up and down in my hallway or I walk out to the beach and I walk back to the house or way out to the street to the mailbox just to change the state of physiology because I cannot possibly be in the same state of mind while I'm in the same state of physiology. So that's the fastest way to change. For example, when I have a thought penetrating my mind over and over, which is not very supportive, then how can I change it? How can I stop that thought from occurring or me spending time with it? Change your physiology because it will make it much harder to focus on that same thought. So in communication overall, I think, yes, body language is very inviting and can be very revealing. And yes, use it. And when you mean it gentle, then allow yourself to body language that gentleness. Yeah. But other than that, I think it is just let's communicate more clearly. And body language is just one part of it. Yeah, that's all very interesting. And I've heard of where people will mirror someone's body language to make them feel more comfortable. Mm, yes, you mean pacing and leading. Yes. So that when someone is crossing their arms like that, then I start doing that as well. Or somebody scratches their head on this side, then I do that as well. Oftentimes when people are in harmony, when they are in alignment, they do that automatically without really purposefully focusing on that. In sales trainings, they oftentimes want to put a lot of focus on that because it apparently increases sales numbers. I don't think it works with everyone, at least with me, it does not work because I notice instantaneously what they're doing when they do it. But it's okay to be aware of it. And yes, when I want to be in alignment with you, for example, a wonderful picture many people can imagine in front of their inner eye is when men go fishing. They don't talk. They sit and look in the same direction. They have similar body language and they totally get along. And usually when they report, when they come home, oh yeah, it was wonderful. Oh, it was great. 
Hmm? Well, there's something to be said for silence and peace and quiet, isn't there? <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's totally okay. Not everything needs to be said. And sometimes everything mm. is being said. And then it turns into noise pollution when we continue verbalizing or trying to explain yes. the unexplainable. That's very true, I think. I think sometimes that can be very overwhelming too. Yeah. Another one that I know we've talked about on earlier episodes as well to change your physiological state, the fake smile. Yes, that's a good one. I think very helpful. A lot of my clients are using it. I'm including myself in this because when you fake smile, like really hard fake smile, and those who don't see us now, they can hear that we're fake smiling through the expression and the pronunciations of the words. What it does actually behind our cheek muscles is a nerve. And when that is pushed by the fake smile muscle tension, then it signals to the brain, hey, it's okay and have fun and relax now. And that's very helpful in stressful situations or when we get triggered or we feel that something is upsetting us. And we can utilize that quite early on. Now, when we are surrounding ourselves with people who know of us quite well and know us well, then we can inform them that, look, I'm not fake smiling now because I'm trying to ridicule the situation, but I'm doing that to help myself and therefore help our conversation. Yeah, I actually do use that technique when um, in traffic, which I find <laughs> very frustrating because I don't have to go out into it every day, thankfully. Yes. Uh, so when I do get stuck in it or there's some incompetence around me, I've definitely used the fake smile technique there for sure. The other things that I do to change my physiological, physio <laughs> physiological state music yes. and comedy. Yeah. In fact, I truly believe in laughter as a healing, I don't know, what would you call it, as a healing instrument. And I try to listen to some comedy every single day. And I actually feel like that has kept my spirits up even when things around me have been tough. Mm -hmm. So I do highly recommend finding the thing that works for you out there. Mm, absolutely. There is a gentleman who wrote a book about that chicken soup for the soul. He healed from an absolute fatal ailment and he laughed so much. And every time when his pain got so strong, then he laughed a little harder and he's totally fine and still alive. And I think it is important that we notice what we do to ourselves when it comes to body language. I don't think that it is so much really about the other humans. It is what do we do? What is it that I'm communicating? And what is it that I'm communicating to myself? Because I may be able to close the door and stop listening to the nonsense someone is trying to present to me. But what am I doing with my own chit chat and my own body language and how it's impacting me? That's so important, I think, because so many of our issues stem from the way we treat ourselves. Mm, yes. Well, body language is one of them. Are you moving? I'm bound to sit a lot. Why? Because I work with clients over video conferencing systems. And in the meantime, between sessions, when I only have five or 10 minutes, I start moving. I do extraordinary quick exercises so that I'm giving my body some other physiological states so that I can keep my mind actually quite bright and uh, oxygenated. Very important, right? When we also sit and breathe shallow, then we're barely alive. 
So do the breathing. And that's also body language, isn't it? When I'm taking a deep breath and my rib corpse expands and I'm breathing into my belly button and then I exhale and there's much more oxygen in there and so much more air in my body and I can still exhale longer and longer and there's still air in there and I can still... So these are things I can do that really interrupt the presence in which we're so often in that we're not even aware of. Yeah. And I remember too, in other episodes, you've talked about how much time we spend in the past and how much time we spend in the future with only leaving 20% for living in the present moment. Yeah. And I feel like bringing awareness to that as often as we can is a smart move because the right now is all we really have. Tomorrow isn't promised. Tomorrow, anything could happen. You may have goals, but that may not work out like you want. And the past has to be let go to free ourselves. And so we shouldn't spend too much time there either. But I know that as human beings, we tend to do those things. And it fits into this conversation when we're talking about being in the present and being aware of how we're thinking and being aware of how we're treating ourselves And it's so interesting that you've added body language to this list because I really didn't think of it that way before. I thought of it as observing other people's body language in order to help with social cues and understanding how they were feeling or reacting. But I never really looked at it this way internally. I shouldn't be surprised because... (laughs) everything we talk about comes back to self. Yes. And why not this as well, right? Yeah. Well, I agree that it gives us cues in our social interactions. Absolutely. I'm not saying it does not. I just say that in addition to it, it's very important how we present ourselves. What is our body language? How does it make me feel when I sit like with really crouched shoulders and my chin down and maybe frowning? And then how does it make me feel after a while I'm getting the matching thoughts that will arise in my mind? And is that really what I want? And when we go back to the 40% spending in the past, 40% worrying about the future and really having remaining 20% that we are currently in the present or the majority of humans live that way, I wrote up something like a year ago and I just found it the other day because I wanted to share it with a client and I'm going to share it here. Because when I don't feel satisfied or contented right here, right now, actually, where am I right here, right now is the subtotal of everything that I gave meaning to, the meanings I gave to what I perceived, the perceptions, how I perceived them and how I'm evaluating it. And do I learn from the past? Do I not learn from the past? And when I'm not happy with the present moment that I have right here, right now, then I know that it's a subtotal of the decisions I made, including the meanings I gave to certain events in my life. Now, the good news is that we always can go, always, I rarely generalize, we always can go and find another meaning. For example, when you look at me so seriously, it could mean that you're upset with me. It could mean that you're very much paying attention to me. It could mean that you're very focused. It could mean that you're holding on to a thought, how you want to respond and you're trying not to forget about it. So there are so many different meanings we can give it. And most often we give it the first 
meaning and then we stick to it instead of looking, oh, what else could it mean? And that is oftentimes really depressing. And that is meaning putting pressure on ourselves. And what I was thinking about, okay, so when I don't like my present moment and I wish for a better tomorrow, then right here, right now is the moment to fill up my very now because my now will tomorrow be my yesterday. And I'd like to read what I was writing up in this regard. Today is tomorrow's yesterday. This leads back to right here and now. When we want a better tomorrow, we can act today and make it still a beautiful tomorrow. So tomorrow can be the following day's beautiful yesterday. Hmm? That's very nice. So when we focus on, okay, all the communication that I do, the communication, the most important communication you can ever learn is how you talk to yourself. Because when I'm sitting here and I think, oh, what am I doing here? Or I say to myself, oh, no, I forgot to switch off the stove. Oh, no, I forgot to fill up the gas in my car. I forgot to call Johnny. I forgot to email Michael and so forth. The way how I respond to happenings in my life also determines the quality of my life. So communication is one thing. Okay, we interact through communication. I get that. Very important. But what am I doing within me? Because I have a life sentence 24-7, a lifetime long. So the most important communication that I can ever learn is the one how I communicate with myself. Hmm? Oh, absolutely. 100% on board with that. Yeah, I think it's interesting. You mentioned just a minute ago too, when someone has a serious face, it could mean more than one thing. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to jump in here and say to that, yes, we need to be very careful at this point about making assumptions. Mm -hmm. Totally. Because that can completely lead you down the wrong path. Mm -hmm. Just from that one assumption, you didn't check in and see if it was true and so now all of your thought patterns have followed this assumption down this road when it's the wrong road. I think that's a danger point too and one we need to be aware of. If we are going to use body language in our processes of understanding others around us, we should also be very careful to not make assumptions about that because one thing could mean several things. In fact, just a minute ago when you said it, my face was so serious because I was listening uh -huh. intently to what you were saying. But I may have the same serious face if I am thinking of something I want to say to that or something you said rarely happens, might have triggered me yeah, <laughs> and I've reacted to it. So a serious face can mean a multitude of things. And so I just wanted to jump in with that awareness that we're not making assumptions as well because that's a dangerous path mm -hmm. in terms of miscommunication and not understanding each other properly. So that's interesting in that body language can be also taken the wrong way. Totally. If you do make those assumptions. I think one of the most important ones is tone. And we got brought up with the mantra, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the percentages, 38% being tone, you can really see why they would say that to us. It's such an important part of our communication 
is the way our voice sounds to others. And I've got a tiny story here. I remember, I don't even know if it was two years ago or four years ago, but I remember calling my son and talking to him and him saying, are you okay? You sound upset. And he got that from my tone of voice over the phone. In fact, I wasn't upset. I was just very distracted because I was under a lot of pressure. I had deadlines. I had to speak to him about something quickly. But he heard in my tone something different. And so I thought that was interesting and I'd throw that out here too. Well, smart man that he asked, hey, you sound stressed. Are you stressed? So checking in with the other. And when you say not making assumptions, I think another big trap is projecting. Mm. I have a dear friend of mine and he's an older gentleman and he's exaggerating at times because he's a storyteller and he's very good at telling his stories. And sometime, maybe two years ago, I called him and he said, yeah, I had a day of hell. And I said, oh my goodness, that must be horrible. That must be terrifying. Why? Because for me to say something like this, I would really think about, oh my gosh, what all must have happened in alignment or misalignment in my life to make a statement like that. But for him, it was just a cute expression that He wanted to get attention and wanted to get my attention to listen to his story and what happened to him. It was nothing really life-threatening, although it sounded as such. So when we interpret what we see or what we hear based on what it means to us, when we would utilize that expression, either in voice or in words, choice of words, or in the body language does not equal the other person's expression and experience. Therefore, ask questions instead. And when I see that something's in your body language that may not fit into the context of our conversation, then I can ask, what did you hear me say? Or what does that mean to mm. you? Mm? Asking questions. Mm. And the same comes to self. So when I'm sitting like this and I look maybe a little bored and maybe I am a little bored and I feel bored and I don't like being bored, well, then change my body language mm? and get to something that excites me. That's the next thing that yeah. I would do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite fascinating. I do find humans very fascinating. The more I learn about us and how we work physiologically, and then you look at the people in the world and we're just so different and varied. And I find that very exciting. I think it would be a horrible place if we were all the same. How boring. Yes. <laughs> I do find it fascinating how different we all are. That reminds me as well that we are all different and to never think that people will think like you or yeah. act like you in the same circumstances. And I think that's a trap that some people fall into where they think, oh, well, I would do this. That means they would do that too. Mm -hmm. And it's just not the case. And I think that's something that we all do need to be aware of too, that we are really different. We're all the sum of our own individual experiences. And so how could we possibly be the same? I believe even twins would be different because yes. even though they're physically the same and perhaps have been brought up the same in the same environment, the nature of us is that we are all very individual And even though they may have a stronger bond with each other, I think that they're still very individual people in their traits and their 
personalities. And yeah, it's very interesting how we act and how the capacity that we have to learn and grow and realize how powerful we are. That's probably the greatest thing I've learned over the last three or four years working with you and doing this podcast is just amazing at our capacity to evolve, which of course is where the name Mindset Evolution comes from, everybody. (laughs) Because it was always my instinct that we could do better, we could be better, we could learn, we could evolve, we could make our own lives better if we put our minds to it. And I'm living proof. I've done that. There's millions of people that have, and I don't think we're we're all wrong. I think that it can be done and we have this capacity. We just need to find the want to do it. There needs to be something important enough to us as an individual to want to make that evolution in whatever way is right for them. Well, we evolve either way. The question is in which direction. And when we put our mind to it, then we can evolve in a better way towards a better life. And when we just evolve and become more and more couch potato in our mind and just allow our minds to continue going to the same direction because we've always went into the same thinking patterns and I've been like this all my life. I'm not going to change. Then that's also evolution, but not in the direction that will bring change. And I do believe that everyone has the desire to a degree for better life. Hmm? And how that looks is very individual and very subjective. Mm. And back to the yeah. twins, absolutely, because they have their own perception. And therefore, I think it is so important that we find peace within, because only humans who found peace within themselves will bring that into the world. And then all communication, including body language, will be much more peace bringing and peaceful. Yeah. What an interesting episode. Thank you so much, Daisy. As always, your insight has helped me see the topic from another perspective and has widened my understanding of it. And I'm quite sure that it's done that for our listeners and our video viewers as well. (laughs) So once again, welcome to the video channel. If you've found us, we're really excited about bringing our faces to you. And we'll be doing lots of stuff. Go down to the episode link if you're listening on audio. We'll have a link there to our video channel. And come and say hi. We will be doing different things. We will be doing some lives. We've got an absolute amazing show that we have done in bits and pieces over the last four years called Salon Talk which is really saved for the controversial topics of today. And so we will be finally bringing that to you on our video channel as well. And we're really excited about that. So look out for that. We'll always link it in our episodes and we'll always talk about it on socials where you see us. So make sure you come over to the video channel and... See our beautiful faces. We're super (laughs) stoked to have this for you. That's it for us this episode. Welcome to season nine. Let's go. We've got lots to learn and lots of growing to do. It's a new year. I'm really excited about this year. So bring it on. Any final words for our listeners, Daisy? Smile more often. It's contagious. Oh, I love that. 
it certainly is. It certainly is. Okay, that's it from us today. We'll be back next week with another episode. As always, we are Bold and Blonde. Mindset Evolution. Talk to you next time. Thank you for listening in to the Bald and Blonde Mindset Evolution podcast. Please share our show with your family and friends. Together, we make this world a better place for you, for us, for future generations. When you need consulting or coaching, visit selfrecoding.com. Also, please remember to rate us five stars and leave a review and support us at baldandblonde.live. Talk to you soon. <laughs>